I know my wife and the defendant have had words on multiple occasions, and my wife has been harassed when she's been out in our yard on multiple occasions as well. How so? She's constantly being stared at by the neighbors. They're constantly making comments to her. Such as? Comment by India, need by India. They say, Chinese people, get out of America. Don't stay here. These are the plaintiffs, Xuan Ming and John Edwards. John says their neighbor built a shed which encroached onto their property, and she began harassing them when they complained. Things got physical with his wife and the defendant. His wife was unfairly arrested, and they're here suing for the $5,000 they're owed for bail and pain and suffering. This is the defendant, Antoinette Soderstrom. She says the plaintiff attacked her and punched and clawed at her. The cops were called and she was arrested. The out-of-control woman bruised her breasts and scratched her neck, and she got what she deserved. Oh, them? Ha! She's accused of antagonizing a neighbor. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session and the Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. Ying and Mr. Edwards, my understanding is that you are neighbors with the defendant? Yes, we are. And her sons. And at some point in May of 2020, there was an incident that led to the arrest of Ms. Ying. Is yes. that right? Now, you were not present for the incident, correct, Mr. No, Edwards? I came after. All right. I came after the incident. Okay, Ms. Ying, you are suing for bail money and pain and suffering because your position is that the incident that happened was her and them attacking you, not you attacking them. You ended up getting arrested, but you feel that that's unfair and you're gonna tell me your story now of how it is that things happened out there. But start from the beginning. You're out there and you're gardening and tell me exactly what happens first. Can I use my husband to translate it for me, please? Yeah, let's do that. I want, can you please, do you speak, um, what language do you speak, Ms. Ying? Chinese, Mandarin. Okay, and Mr. Edwards, do you speak Chinese? Yes, I do. Okay, Mr. Edwards, will you ask her what happened on that day and have her start from the beginning? Three people assaulted her while she was gardening. Okay. And did, had anything happened before that assault? Because it's sort of strange that three people just suddenly start hitting you. She said that since she came to America and they built the shed across the property line, so it was between both properties, it, without getting permission from our side, and 
there had been a lot of contention that had been building up it with this since 2019 that culminated in the assault in 2020. Well, are you privy to that, Mr. Edwards? Are you, uh, do, are you familiar with whatever strife we're talking about here? Yes, I am. All right. Can you tell me, first of all, when did Ms. Ying come to America? What year are we talking about? 2018 was when she permanently moved here. Okay. And um, what is the problem between you? You live in the same. Is this is this what are these? Are these trailer homes? Yeah, they're mobile homes. So you live in the home with her and Ms. Soderstrom and her sons are your neighbors. Yes. All right. So what is the problem, the ongoing problem? And then I'll turn to Ms. Ying for what happened that day because you weren't there. But what is the background of this? What's going on? Ms. Soderstrom had a shed built that straddled across the property line without approaching us for permission to cross the property line into our property. Okay. And the, Okay. And when did them. she build that? That was in 2019. Okay. And then, so did you tell her you need to take it down? We've made multiple requests for her to either take it down or move it, and she did not. Well, did you ever go and to the mobile park, uh, to the board at the mobile park and tell them, hey, mediate and fix, figure this out? Did you ever do that? Yes, we did. And what did they say? They said at the time that they did not want to be involved. How can they not be involved? It's their mobile park. They have to be involved. They don't get to not be involved. That's what they told us. So when you say it's an ongoing problem, for the last year and a half, people, both sides argue about this, or how has it been an ongoing problem? I know my wife and the defendant have had words on multiple occasions, and my wife has been harassed when she's been out in our yard on multiple occasions as well. How so? She's constantly being stared at by the neighbors. They're constantly making comments to her. Such as? Comment by India, me by India. They say, Chinese people, get out of America. Don't stay here, bother me. All right, so on that day, you're working in the yard and all three of them come and attack you? Yes. Is this the first time that they physically attack you? Or have yes. they physically attacked you before? Before just the voice me. Okay, and so how did they attack you? Who did what? Woman picked my stomach and my leg. The man, two men, picked my leg and my back and my eyes and the head. Okay. Ms. Soderstrom, what's going on here? Hello, Judge. Nice to see you. Let me start from the beginning. Um, I had an old shed that was right next to their fence um, for 20 years, a little teeny shed. And then I upgraded to a bigger shed and I put it in the same spot my old shed was on. So that was that. And then um, the owner, Mr. Edwards' father, said I could leave it there because he didn't want me to have a hardship moving it. So I left it there. And then um, we put up a chicken wire on my property line so my dog could stay in the back. I put it six inches over the property line so I wouldn't have any problems with uh, Ms. Ying. So this morning um, that the incident started, there's yelling. She's yelling. And I hear her in my backyard. So I get up and I went out my sliding glass door and she's yelling with my son. And I told her, what is, what's the problem? What's the matter? Because I didn't know what she was upset with. So she just starts yelling and she's just ranting and raving. And then she just dug down with a gardening tool in front of her and splat dirt in my eyes. And then she went like this and started like, like hitting me. She hit me once 
And then I grabbed her arm and my son pulled the little, it's a little gardening tool away wow. from her. So I went to a Bob's house to tell him what she was doing, which, you know, Bob I don't is know who what I was thinking. Bob is who? It's Bob Mr. Mr. Owner. Edwards. Mr. Edwards. So, so you went, just a second. So you walk on to yeah. um, the property to speak to Mr. Edwards' father, who's the actual owner. Is right. that correct, Mr. Edwards? He That's was the alive, time it right? was my dad's, yeah. Okay, so go on. Okay, so I go over there and knock at the door, and then Mrs. Yang comes up the. Um, it's like a ramp. She comes up the ramp uh, running at me and put, uh, pushes me over and just is on top of me and just attacking me, hitting me, you know, just on top of me. I, I was trying to push her off and I just couldn't push her off. And that's when my son Steven came over and pulled her off and she was wailing, still wailing back and forth like that. And he pulled her off. And then that's when I got up and I went to my home. And the cops showed up shortly after that. And my other two sons were out there by then, too. So I had three sons out there by then. So what happens? Um, there's the original fight, then there's that second fight, and then she came how does the, the fight end the on the porch? How does the fight end? My son, Stephen, takes her off of me. And who was taking you off of her? I was on the bottom. According to the plaintiff, you are <laughs> racist against her, and you and your sons... Yeah are exhibiting some serious anti-Asian uh, racism and telling her to go back to China and um, other stuff. Is that is she making that up? That's not true. No, that's not true. My, I have a son that's German. I have a son that's Mexican. And my Stephen is Irish. So okay. I don't know. We're racing. I'm not no, that's pretty that eclectic. I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out why in your answer to the complaint, you state as follows. I've been living in my home for 20 years. I've never had any problems with my neighbors. Co-plaintiff John Edward brought his mail-order bride to live with him and his father. Why would you make such a statement like that? That sounds a little That's racist to me. Mr. Like you're making certain... That, well, oh, you actually have Mr. factual Edwards. information that she's a mail-order bride? He told me that. Mr. Edwards told me that. No, I Mr. Didn't. Edwards told you I ordered my bride from a catalog. Well, he just told me she was a mail-order bride. We were friend we were talking at one point before this incident all went astray. Mr. Edwards, did you ever tell this lady that your wife was a quote mail order bride? No, I did not because I met my wife while I was living overseas in China for over 10 years. That's where I met her. I married her and we lived for over 10 years together. And as far so as the end of the incident... the odds are pretty good that this statement, mail-order bride, is just something coming out of her dark heart, right? Yes. Let me ask you a question. We have some pictures of the injuries on both sides. So let's look at the injuries on both sides. Ugh, that eye looks terrible. And let's look at the pictures of the injuries that you supplied. That's your arm. That's the side of your body. That's my side of my back. That's your chest. So here we have... Additional pictures of the plaintiff's injuries. Wow. Apparently, the police go over there. They speak to the three of them. Does he ever speak to Ms. Ying? Yes, he did. And is it is it in the police report? The only mention I saw in the police report of him talking to her was at the hospital and him saying that she just kept saying they 
they hit over me, and over hit. again. They hit me. They attacked me. They attacked me. And uh, he made some comment along the lines of she couldn't tell me in chronological order what happened, which is right. an interpretation issue. But what happens is he ends up arresting her. Um, and that's right. why we're here, because honestly, in a situation like this, what the police should do is give everybody the phone number to the prosecutor's office and let the prosecutor figure it out or arrest everybody. That's also an alternative. I'm not exactly sure how this officer who wasn't present for this has determined that your wife is responsible. I don't understand what ended up happening with the criminal case, Mr. Edwards. The criminal case was actually thrown out of court. And when and why? It was October of last year, and it was because the prosecution could not prove they had a chance to get a conviction. Okay, and let me ask you, Ms. Soderstrom, were you in court when that happened? Yes. What happened? Well, it, it, never, it never went in front of the judge. Right. So, yeah, I know, the prosecutor dropped the charges, but why? Did they tell you why? No. They just said they were just missing it. All right, so Ms. Ying and Mr. Edwards, here's the bottom line. I have grave concerns in this case. I am having difficulty that someone who calls your wife because she is Asian a mail-order bride when, in fact, you lived abroad for 10 years and met her. I am having trouble thinking that this isn't anti-Asian. I would never, had I been the cop, arrested your wife. I would have told all parties, here's the information, go take it to the DA and let the DA make the decision. And we all know what the DA did when it was the DA's turn to make the decision. They looked at the facts, I'm like, we can never prove which way this case went, we're dropping this and she doesn't have criminal charges against her. Now, your lawsuit is for her pain and suffering and for the bail. I do not understand how if a case was dropped, you didn't get your bail back. Or are you telling me that 3,000 was 10% of her bail? What is it you're telling me? 3,000 was 10% of her bail. She was locked up without release. So I had to post the bond to get her out of prison. So you had to get a bondsman to pay a $30,000 bond? Wow. Yes. That is, that's just nuts on a case like this. And I have no doubt, I mean, I imagine that you were trying to act very speedily and you didn't get the benefit. She, does she have any priors? No. Right. It, it shouldn't, like, I'm just in shock that it was 30 grand to begin with. Um, I'm in shock that um, the police officer ended up making that arrest because this is one of those cases where it is very hard to make the judgment call. So I, I am, there's so much that's upsetting me in this case, Mr. Edwards, but here's a bottom line. You have a lawsuit where you and your wife are suing her for your 10% bond that you paid a bondsman because you didn't wait to go before a judge, and I don't blame you, because there's no question a judge would have lowered that, but I, I don't blame you, I get it, all right? You're suing her, and you're suing her for pain and suffering. And here's what your side has to prove to me in order to win that. You have to prove to me, by a preponderance of the evidence, that they struck the first blows, okay? I don't know who struck the first blows. We've got her saying that your wife started it. We got your wife saying that she started it. How on God's green acres, no matter how much concern I have, can I come to deduce without cameras out there or independent witnesses, you know, who struck the first blow? I can't. 
You understand me? I can't. Um, so I cannot rule in your favor based on these facts, despite how disturbing I find the way things went down. Therefore, I have no choice but to rule in favor of the defendant. But I got to tell you something, Ms. Soderstrom. Um, this is most certainly not a victory for you. I have pointed no, out numerous things I'm, here. I'm, no, it's not. Yes. Because this no, is pretty, this should, this doesn't make you look like you're in a very good light. We all know you made up on your own this the mail order bride situation. stuff because that's not how they met. So this is a this very is a bad no situation. situation. And Ms. Soderstrom, Here's what should yeah. happen. It isn't a yeah, it is a no win because these are now your neighbors. It's a no win. And if you can't have I peace know. in your own home, I don't know where you can have peace in a day like today. Well, I do have so peace in my So let own me home. give everybody yes. well, but you don't have peace when you walk out. So let me yeah. I don't want you to talk anymore. I want you to do something we call listening. Okay. Everybody here knows that you're stuck with the situation apparently and you are living next door to each other. Mercifully, the offending shed has been moved over as well it should have been when the first complaint happened. So here's where we are, folks. You don't need to be friends, but you do need to be at peace. So nobody here should really be talking to the other person. And you need to leave each other alone. And I suggest if the problems continue, that either of you should be able to get a ring doorbell or some kind of camera system where you can have proof of the things that are being said and done. Okay? Good luck to everyone. My verdict you, is for Judge. the defense. I agree. Thank Don't you. Don't think. Well, the judge has found for the defendant in this case, the plaintiffs do not prevail. They're not going to get the $5,000 that they were seeking. Uh, but they did get some really strong advice from the judge. Let's see what they think about it. The whole case has made me more upset. But since that incident, I've already installed cameras around the place. I guess the big question is, do you think you can live in, in peace with each other? I know you're very close to each other, but what happens now? Well, we just keep to ourselves and we have since this had happened and we've already made plans to move in the near future. Well, if you were to do that, that would certainly certainly alleviate all of the problems. No question about that. Well, uh, you know, I hope it works out for you. I'm sorry, but uh, that's the judge's decision. You lose the case. Uh, Mrs. Soderstrom, let me ask you, uh, you heard what the judge said to you. What do you what are you thinking yes. now? Well, I believe it's a no-win situation because of the living situation being so close. It has been a nightmare for me. I'm an elderly woman, and I was terribly abused. And I just hope that we could just mind our own business and stay on our, our properties and live in peace. Well, that's what the judge encouraged you to do, so let's hope it works yeah. out that way. And good luck to you. And yeah. if your neighbors move, Thank then... You. You know, that'll, that, that will help your situation. All right, Harvey, this is really a, quite a case. What do you think about this? Doug, this is a really interesting case, and this happens a lot, where two people get in a fight, and usually the judge will say, if it's clear that the aggressor is the one who's going to lose, even if the other person fought back because it becomes self-defense. But in a lot of cases like this, 
a lot of times the judge just simply cannot figure out who the aggressor was, who started it, and then it looks more like mutual combat. And when it's mutual combat, usually neither party wins in court. My sister brought her three little dogs to my house, and one of them chewed up the side of my couch, damaging it. My sister thinks it's a big joke, but now I need a new couch, and I want to sue her. Should I? <laughs> no, you shouldn't sue your sister over something her little doggy did. Just don't let the, her dog back in your house. Right, like, right? What's the couch worth? What's your relationship with your family and your sister and your sister-in-law worth? Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, come on. Yeah, just, right? you know, I, I say let it go. Yeah. Um, I mean, can you? Yeah, this is America. You can do whatever you right. want. And, um, and, and certainly you would be able, uh, depending on whether the judge thought that you were in control of monitoring the dog versus your sister being in control right. of monitoring the dog, whoever was supposed to be watching the dog um, should should have been watching the dog and right. they shouldn't have been left there to be able to chew because right. it takes a while to chew and um if the dogs had been monitored that wouldn't have been happening but just don't let the dogs back in your house for right. goodness sake or, or take your own dogs over to her house and yeah turn and then yeah and turn them loose on her furniture you know? and then you'll feel better these are the plaintiffs wanda and james Wanda says her 26-year-old son took their dog Taffy for a walk. And the defendants, two pit bulls who were off-leash, attacked Taffy. And one of them grabbed her and ran away with her in his mouth down the block. Her dog has suffered greatly. Her son was also injured in the scuffle. And they're here suing the irresponsible defendant for the $3,761.86 they're owed. This is the defendant, Lisa Murray. She says the plaintiff's dog wasn't on a leash, and when she came up to her front stoop, her dog went into protection mode. Who walks a poodle with no leash in front of a house with two pit bulls? Bottom line, this attack wasn't her fault, and she owes nothing. She's accused of not taking responsibility. The defendant has bought a candle suit for $2,580 for vet bills, fines, and pain and suffering. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiffs say that the defendant's pit bull was somehow allowed to escape and viciously attack their dog, Taffy. But the defendant says hogwash. The plaintiff's dog was not on a leash, and her dogs protected themselves. End of story. It's the case of... That is the pits. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Mr. James, it was you who was walking the dog, correct? Yes. And what was the name of the dog? Taffy. And what kind of a dog is Taffy? A bishopu. Okay. So were you walking her on a leash or off of a leash? On. Um, when I was returning home, I got one house down. I let her off the leash. And when I did, Lisa's dogs came out. She ran out. They ran down the steps. Off the porch, uh, the female dog grabbed her by the neck. I was trying to protect her. I hit the, I hit the dog, and that's when her the female let go. Then that's when the male came, uh, came, grabbed her, and took up our neighbor steps. Uh, as I was protecting Tabby from the male, I was uh, I fell to the ground trying to protect her. How did you fall to the ground? I was falling full. Uh, I was falling forward, trying to uh, get Tabby from away from me. And when I did, okay, uh, I scraped I scraped my arm and my knee. And 
when I got away from her, away from her uh, dogs, I came into my mom's situation. All right. Now, I, I, do you live in that house? Yes. Ms. Wanda, were you a witness to any of this stuff? No, I was not. Okay. So, Mr. James, the, the male dog takes Taffy and brings Taffy to some other neighbor's front porch or to Lisa's front porch? To somebody else's porch, to where the female dog took her down the street. And once the, I was hitting the female dog, she, my Taffy was able to get away. Then the male came, grabbed her, and took her up uh, to where the female dog let her off, uh, let her go in. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, so, Ms. Wanda, what happened to Taffy? How do you first learn that something bad happened? James was banging on the door, say, yelling, did you hear me screaming for help? Lisa's dog attacked Taffy. And uh, at that point, I was able to observe puncture wounds, but she wasn't actively bleeding. After that, Lisa came over. Uh, she smelled of alcohol. Her voice was slurred. So, and then my other son, JT, was very upset and angry. He yelled at her, and I decided at that point nothing would get resolved because of his anger and her perceived intoxication. So she did tell me that she would take me to the vet to have Taffy treated the next morning, which she did do. Uh, we went to the SPCA. They wouldn't treat her. They, did, they said that they didn't treat that type of, those types of wounds. So then she took me to another veterinarian's office which was too expensive. And at that point she said, she had also given me uh, $60. And she said that I won't be giving you any more money. I can't afford it. And at that point uh, I said, well, just let me out of your car. So we got out of the car, we took a taffy, we walked to another veterinarian's office that was nearby. And I also asked her if she would be willing to make payment uh, pay installments because both our dogs were off leash, uh, which is customary, which I know is the leash laws that we shouldn't, but uh, practically in front of our door, we would take her off the leash. I know, but so my, you know what? My husband the, does that and I yell at him all the time. I know, because you wanna see them run a little and you wanna see them happy and you wanna <laughs> see them run to their homes. But you know what? That's kind of, you know, you, you're, you it's a risk when you do that. I don't think that in this case, it would have made a difference other than that you also were off leash. So that's gonna have a legal bearing in this case, but I don't think that Taffy would have been uh, safer on the leash. I don't know. Maybe you could have yanked her. I don't know. But, you know, you can't do that. You, and you, you shouldn't do that. And when you do that, you share the responsibility of the injuries and the cost and stuff like that. Because you can't let your dog off leash either. Ms. Murph, what's going on? You have not one but two pit bulls. And according to the neighbors and according to the plaintiffs, your pit bulls get out all the time. That is so not true. Okay, um, Your Honor, on this particular day, I bring my pit bulls out of the house and I chain them up to my railing on my porch. Just as I was coming out the door, James and Taffy was coming down the street. I didn't see them because I have a high bush on my right-hand side. But other than that, that's when Diamond ran down the steps and she ran up to James and Taffy. She started spatting Taffy around like it was like a little mouse or something. And James started hitting her with the stick. I screams out, pick Taffy up. Well, he has the leash around his neck. He says, I can't, I don't have the leash on. So I'm trying to run down the steps 
And Champ was still in the house behind the door. I hadn't even brought him out yet. I can't bring two out at the same time. Um, so well, you can't bring one there, out at a singular time because the one that you brought out was supposed to be within your control and unable to flee. And she was. Court. And she was. No, she, she wasn't was. because she, she got away from oh, you. She wasn't. Diamond never grabbed Taffy. It was not Diamond. Uh, James finally got Taffy in his arms, but he was still swinging at Diamond with the stick and fell up backwards up Miss Ruby's steps. Okay. Okay. That's when I hollered out, Champ, help me. Champ is 13. Diamond is 10 years old. Champ comes So out. wait, you were asking. He's, he's wait, a crippled wait, dog. Is Champ a he's, dog? Yes. You were I asking said, Champ, Champ help for me. help? Yes. How is to, Champ like, going to help you? Another pit bull. To get to distract Diamond. They've been together for 10 years. I've had him for 13, okay. her for 10. So, right. uh, Champ runs off, and Diamond is still dancing around James. James has Taffy in his arms, laying on the steps. I couldn't get um, I couldn't get Taffy out. Champ reached in, grabbed Taffy, ran Taffy to the top of Miss Ruby steps, and stood in front of Taffy. And Diamond, I was able to grab her, and then I said I gave James back Taffy. And that's exactly what happened. So how did Taffy get so injured? Because Taffy had to have stitches and everything Taffy else. Taffy only had one puncture wound. Right. But that's it. I'm saying from one dog. It wasn't Well, I know. And that's where the $761.86 no, in not. vet bills no, comes in. No, that is not. Miss Wanda and them let Taffy bleed out all Do night. Do you see the pictures? I came over. Do you over. see the pictures I have I here? I took Taffy. Yes, that's after she was that? shaved off. Yes, yes. So I took Miss Wanda to four different veterinarians. They said they did not do sutures there or whatever. So I wouldn't stop. I kept because I felt bad for the dog. What am I looking at there, James? James. What is that? You didn't it's a, even. It's a, a scrape on my left knee. Is uh, That's your knee? Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Yes, ma'am. And that's but, falling full. But how did you stop? Listen, listen. Your pitbulls got out. Your pitbulls attacked. That guy got hurt, and the dog had to have seven hundred dollars worth of vet bills. Maybe the rest of the world doesn't have to guard against your negligence. Maybe you shouldn't be negligent because pitbulls get out. Pit well, pitbulls get out. People let pitbulls get out. I don't know why. Almost all of my cases are pit bulls, okay? And it's not a problem with the pit bull, it's a problem with the owner. We don't punish the animal for being an animal, we punish the owner for not appropriately curtailing their animals, okay? So, let's talk about your responsibility, James, because part of this happened because the dog wasn't on a leash and you weren't able to scoop her up and quickly get her out of harm's way. You get that, right? That part of it is yes, because your dog was off leash too, okay? All right, well, when you yes. take responsibility, that means uh, that you end up sharing the um, the expenses in the case. So I know what your expenses are. Uh, James and Wanda are suing. James is suing for pain and suffering for his injuries, and Wanda's suing for the vet bills. And on the counterclaim, you actually, Ms. Murph, are suing them. Your two pit bulls get out, create havoc on a human and a dog, 
and you are suing them. Let's talk about that. You want $2,580 paid to you. You want the $80 vet bill you paid the first day, the antibiotics and the gas money, and your lost wages. And you want all that. Why? Because all of this could have been prevented if Taffy weren't allowed to run between the rails and go on to everybody else's porch without a leash while my dogs is chained up on the porch and provoke them. Yeah, but them your dogs weren't chained up. What reality are you started. living in? Your dogs were not chained no, up on listen, the porch. This, that, and your dogs got the to the street and this happened in the street. This did not happen on your front porch. Don't be silly. All right. Now, dog pain and suffering. What's a dog pain and suffering? Your pit bull being whacked on the head with a stick by a guy who's being attacked by the pit bull? He was not being attacked. Welcome back to the People's Court. The question, were the plaintiffs justified in whacking the defendant's dog over the head to stop that dog from attacking their little dog? Let's go back into the courtroom. James has been in the house with my dog. Everybody knows my dogs. My dogs are not vicious pit bulls. They are friendly with everyone in the neighborhood. Your Honor, I submitted evidence of Lisa's dog. There's a video of her dog. I opened my door perhaps two, three o'clock in the morning. It was in the summer, it was last summer. I opened my door. Her dog is standing on my porch at my door, looking at me. I was about to go outside on my porch. Uh, Lisa's dogs has been uh, loose as recently as Valentine's Day. Champ is so um, scared to go outside. This as well as three weeks ago. Now, Lisa allows her dogs to urinate and defecate on her porch because she no Look longer at wants This them. is so interesting. Just a second. What exactly just happened there? The, which pit bull is this? Is this Champ? That's Diamond. That's no, the female dog, Diamond. Diamond. Diamond is, Diamond Diamond is, is literally roaming loose, but Diamond is on the front porch, and you opened the door and put Diamond and Taffy near each other like that while they're both growling. That's fascinating. No, that's no, what I'm telling you. Judge Millian, there's a, a security door. Come to my porch all the time. Guys, everybody stop talking. I'm ready. I'm done. I'm done. Stick a fork in me. I am so done. Listen up. Everybody stop talking. Listen. 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 Curb your dogs. Have your dog in control. If that's the law for me, it's the law for you too. Enough is enough, okay? Especially when you have pit bulls. You have to be extra careful because if you can't afford the $1,000 bill, you can't afford the pit bulls, all right? Now, this is half your fault, James, for, putting her off for taking her off leash. I realize it was a house away, but you are in exactly the same position as she is in as regards the damages. Yes. So here's what's going to happen. I find in your favor, Ms. Wanda, on the vet bill, $761.86. I find in your favor, James, for pain and suffering, based on what I saw, uh, not in the amount that you're asking for, but I'm going to order her to pay you $500 in pain and suffering. I am going to find that you are, both Mr. James and Ms. Murph are equally responsible for what ended up happening here. And I'm ordering Ms. Murph to pay half of those damages, which amounts to $632 net judgment in favor of the plaintiffs in this case. That is my judgment. Good luck, folks. And on your counterclaim, here's a big fat surprise, zero.
So the plaintiffs are partially responsible here, therefore they don't get everything they were seeking, but they do get uh, 600 and some odd dollars from, uh, from the defendant. Ms. Murphy, let me ask you, you, you didn't get anything for your uh, countersuit, but what about uh, the judge's decision? What are you thinking? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it was fair because they laid there, they let their dog lay there and bleed out all night long. It was me that attempted to make right. To be honest with you, my pit bull can yank me, yank off at any time. And they knew it. It's not like I was walking them somewhere. I was coming out my door. That's all I got to say. All right. Okay. As the judge said, if you can't pay the thousand bucks or whatever it is, you shouldn't have the pit bulls. You got to learn. A little late, though, for you. All right, uh, Wanda, James, you heard the judge and her decision. Uh, I know, James, you, you agree. You're partially responsible because she was off the leash. Your pup was. Yes. So uh, you have to bear the responsibility for that. What are you thinking right now? Yes, and I do. And I do take responsibility for not having her on the leash, as I was supposed to. It's just messed up that it came to this. By the way, how is Taffy right now? She's, she's doing fine. Yes, she's much better. All I wanted was fair resolution. That's all I asked her for was half of the bill because I knew that we assumed needed to assume the responsibility for taking her off of the leash. Um, I, I wish her no animosity. Just want our dogs to stay away from one another. Listen, good luck to you. I hope the pup's okay. And, Thank you. Uh, be more careful next time, all right? Okay, Doug, so look, the leash law is everything in a case like this. Um, if you have one dog on a leash and another dog not on a leash, and there is a fight, the owner of the dog off-leash is going to lose the case. This is a different situation. This is one where both dogs are off-leash, and therefore both have some culpability, or at least the owners do, clearly. The dogs are not responsible, it's the owners. So in a situation like that, uh, here the judge said, look, this is 50-50 liability. Um, it doesn't have to be 50-50. A judge could say that it's 60-40. There's no magic in 50-50. Situation like this, it feels right because both dogs committed or both owners committed the same offense. The question is, what's your favorite board game? My favorite board game? I'm not Cuban like you, so I wasn't born to play dominoes. Oh, we're that, really good at dominoes. We play dominoes at least once a week at my mother's Thursday. house. And it's funny because my mother will like ask the same questions over and over. She's right. kind of getting on in years. She's 95. But boy, you put her at a domino table. Oh, man. Isn't it nutty? She's a shark. She is a shark. She it's is amazing. Getting beat down every Thursday. And I believe it keeps her sharp, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> But as far as board games that we play around the house... $100,000 pyramid. Yes, in, in our That's game it. closet we have pyramid. We have Scrabble and we have pyramid. I was on that show. And you were good. And I went to the winner's circle yes. each time. Yes. And I brought the, the prize home for each person That's there. That's right. Those, those people got to call you again. You got to get back on pyramid. Yeah. That your... Do you want to hear something funny? When I was preparing for that show, uh, I was uh, I was at one of my law school roommates' houses in D.C. Right, visiting, right. and my other law school roommate came over to pick me up and go to lunch, and she goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm watching Pyramid. Why? Because um, I'm going to be on it. She says, what are you going to do with the money if you win? I said, I'm the celebrity. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you got totally B-listed. Totally B-listed by my good friend. Uh -huh. <laughs>